Welcome to C3 Church Tabra. You're about to hear a message from our senior pastor, Phil Oldfield. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. Ah, this message is called The Speed of Sound and I must move quickly. It's, uh, it's saying in these last days, and let, let's not be... Um, Let's not be frightened to mention last days. I'm even meeting unsaved, unchurched. People know nothing about God, nothing about the Bible, nothing about Christianity. And they know that we're living in the last days and we're trying to push back on it. Guys, get used to it. We're living in the last days. Is that all right to say? Three people. All right. We're living in the last moments of the last days. And they're saying that unprecedented favor is going to come upon the church and the saints as we are obedient to God, mindful of him, and live in the crucible of his love. His favor is marching with a steady candence. Okay, I had to look up that word. I, I don't know if I ever knew what it meant. Candence. What does it mean? Cadence. Sorry, cadence. See, I don't know the word. Cadence. Say Cadence. It's moving. It's a rhythm. Who likes rhythm? I, guys, when, it's, when the worship's on, I can't help it. I've got to move. Because is, is, that, is, is that, you know, I just can't do this. It's just not going to happen. When music's on, I don't care where I am, not Bush City Limits, whatever, Michael Jackson, <laughs> every wedding we go to, the minister who marries the people out, out, dances the wedding party and, and the, isn't that the guy that married is that him out there with his shirt skewing and sweating and, and uh yeah that's us we like to party and we like to enjoy ourselves. and Jesus provided wine at the at the wedding didn't he prophetically they're saying his favor is marching with steady cadence of purpose it's like, it's like go down to Tuim Bay. It's like the lapping up of the, the waves on the shore. Just get still before the Lord and watch the waves come in. And that's happening to your heart. There's a lapping of God's love on the shore of your heart. Wasn't that show awesome last night at the Laycock, Lay Miss? And uh, our friends, the McManuses. Uh, mum and daughter were in it with the best talent. Oh man, the Central Coast is rocking. I said, are these people from Sydney and else? No, these are the Central Coast people performing at such a high standard. It was so fantastic. His favor is marching with steady cadence of purpose and destiny and your name is written all over it. As you abide in close relationship with God, trust his word, the sky cannot limit what he can do through you and for you. I'm telling you by the spirit of the Lord, favor is yours now. You have been blessed with fast-paced provision of the Lord and know this also. There are no speed limits with God. Julie's always roused me. She thinks I'm breaking the speed limit. I'm not. I'm keeping up with the traffic. She wants to. She wants me to go slower than the traffic, guys. That's dangerous, isn't it? 
That's dangerous. I'm not going to slow up with a Mack truck behind me. It's not going to happen. I'm just simply keeping up with that Ferrari in front of me. (laughs) There are no speed limits with God. In fact, Jeremiah said his chariots are like a whirlwind. His horses are swifter than eagles. Jeremiah 4.13. This is a life of the speed of favor and yours today. Did I put that up on the social network? Guys, if we put something up, send it out. Show us some love and and send it out. Got your Bibles this morning? Uh, Smartphones, don't use it to message anyone else. If you do, it'll blow up in your hands anyway. If you're going to message Jesus, that's fine. Let's go to the uh, prophet uh, Amos. Speed of sound is the message. I will move along as quickly as I can. Minor prophet, only because it's a short book, they tell me. After all the disasters and times of trouble described, described by Amos, God inspired him to prophesy, say prophesy, restoration and prosperity. They're saying when Jesus Christ returns, he will sit on the throne occupied by the descendants of King David and he will rebuild the nations of Israel and great abundance will come upon the people. And and I, I love this, rather than Christians living in the fear of what's to come, we are being invited to move to a new level of trust and confidence. Who feels that this year? That they're being invited into a new confidence and trust in God. I, I honestly feel that. That TV does not have a hold on me. The world's stuff and entertainment, I just feel with this constant propensity, say propensity, to push towards the Lord. We are being invited to move to a new level of trust and confidence with God and a higher level of faith and expectation is another thing. How did you arrive this morning at church? I ask you, don't answer it. Did you expect great worship? Did you expect new chairs? Did you expect a miracle? Did you expect visitors to come? Did you expect the atmosphere to be charged with God? Because if you didn't, you need a resurrection of faith. Amen? You need a resurrection of faith. If you're just coming here, dragging your feet, oh, we got to go to church, I guess. No, you should come with an expectation after you've spoken in tongues all the way here and praise God with your worship on, your praise, preferably with your praise. Wake yourself up and, 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 and you get here and you've got a stride in your step and you realize that What's, there's a cadence of purpose and destiny. I think I'm called. You're driving along, you speak your life. You know, you know what? I think I'm called. I think I'm destined for more than what I'm presently experiencing. Who feels like that? Make some noise right now. Who feels like that? I'm not going to let you. I'm not, not going to let you just languish in in that place. Um, Expectation. They're saying there's an accelerated season of favor of God upon us. I honestly feel that. I was at the service center and I was only in there momentarily. My e-tag wasn't working. I popped down there. The place was so full. I walked in. I couldn't even get a seat. I'm just standing there. Uh, I know I got uh, the number PO103. P0103, I'm thinking that's not going to come up for ages. P103, I'm straight up, awesome. 
I'm standing there. But then I realize there's someone standing right behind me. You know when the the system operates by numbers, that there shouldn't be someone behind you? That's not the line I'm in. I'm in the line where I'm the preferred customer. I have favor right now. I've gone to the front of the line, and I feel this. I feel this somebody is like, and I just get this vibe that he's not happy, that I've been served. And so eventually the lady says uh, over my shoulder, excuse me, sir, are you all right? Yes, I've got a ticket E106. Yes, and he has ticket P106. And his countenance just dropped. He said, oh, sorry. And he walked away. (laughs) Favor. I just love it. Not when it embarrasses you, but... Let's be challenged this morning. Lord, challenge us, challenge us to break out of powerless status quo Christian life. Break us out of anxiety, boredom, depression. Bring us into a season of expectation that the favor of God is upon us. Can I hear an amen? Supernatural provision. Amos 9.13. All right, here we go. It's not just a a, a scripture of prosperity, by the way. It's it's more than that. It's a way of life. So the days are coming, declares the Lord, when the reaper will be overtaken by the plowman and the planter by the one treading grapes. New wine will drip from the mountains and flow from all the hills. Just a little prophetic something for the people tracking with the Middle East and the prophetic time calendar. President Trump, when he declared Jerusalem as the eternal capital of Israel, uh, despite what you think about President Trump, he did. Something happened, they believe, prophetically, they say, when that happened, that, that, that the church is going to be favored. It's, it's the Genesis, Genesis um, what, 15, or 12, I should say, uh, blessed to be a blessing. So the prophets are saying, anytime we have honored Israel, something has supernaturally happened. Um, Psalm 102, verse 12, 13. Psalm 102, but you, Lord, shall endure forever. You, Lord, shall... Can I have my water? Is that around or... You, Lord, shall endure forever. And the remembrance of your name to all generations. You will arise and have mercy on Zion for the time to favor her. Yes, the set time has come. So the prophets are saying, it's like the speed of favor is coming upon us. You, you know this saying, may the odds be forever in your favor. Anyone ever heard that? Well, I'm telling you, when you got the favor of God, you don't need those odds. Because when you got God for you, supernaturally, he gets you through. And it, it doesn't matter how many odds are against you, God will get you through that mess. So God, here it is, the speed of favor. God is favoring you supernaturally. The Lord is telling us, get ready to enter the speed of favor. Three, you're coming into a season of pronounced favor, I declare. 
And four, things are going to get easier at the speed of favor. Let's look at Amos 9.13 again. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when the reaper will be overtaken by the plowman and the planter by the one treading grapes. New wine will drip from the mountains and flow from the hills. But let's look at it in the Message Bible. It says, yes, indeed, it won't be long now, God decrees. Things are going to happen so fast your head will swim. One thing fast on the heels of the other, you won't be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once. And everywhere you look, blessings, blessings like wine pouring off the mountains and hills. So it's a bit like this, if we can put that up. When you absorb this Old Testament prophetic scripture, it is literally like this. It is like living in this paradigm of favor. And I say this, I will exceed all you expect Second, I will increase all you invest. Who wants this, by the way? Who wants this? Who wants this? There's a lot of people that have sown, and it seemingly has come to naught. But the Lord has a book of remembrance, uh, Malachi says, chapter 3. He knows what you've sown. He knows every tear you've shed. He knows every prayer you've uttered. And let me tell you, it's coming to pass with expectancy and a resurrected faith, you are going to see a veritable harvest of righteousness and a harvest in areas of your life you've not yet seen. Amen? I will, I will accelerate time. Now listen to me when I say this. I will accelerate time to accomplish my kingdom purpose through your life. Suddenly, we can move into a zone of remarkable trust and confidence in God and His favor will allow us an expectation of unprecedented breakthrough in areas of our life as we sow into the Spirit and see increase and blessings for His, say this, kingdom purpose. Can you say that for me? Kingdom purpose. As it says in Galatians 6, 8, sowing into the Spirit. Let me have a quick look around. He said he was going to come, but I don't think he did. My friend, um, let's call him Tony, he lives down the back on my reserve in a van. Um, two weeks ago, he, he was there in his van. He lives in the reserves all through New South Wales. It's just the, what he likes to do. He's, he's probably a loner and he's been banged up by life. And, and I didn't know that until Friday afternoon. We were at, at celebrating Julie's uh, dinner, uh, having a dinner party. And we, and we live on the river, by the way, Wyong River. And we're out the back on the veranda having this beautiful uh, evening meal. And we hear this crack, this big, I knew what it was, a tree limb. I've heard them all the years I've lived there. Either it's a tree or a tree limb. And I heard this almighty crack, boom. And um, our Sydney people went, my goodness, what was that? It's, it's okay, it's a tree. It's probably collapsed into the, into the river or, you know, and... And uh, I said, Peter, we'll go have a look at that after we have dinner. So we went down. And as we got over the crest of the uh, dirt track along the river, we could see the debris of this massive tree uh, limb like this. And boom, it just exploded onto the ground. And uh, then we saw a van. Uh, and then we saw two feet sticking out of the van with just the, the curtains there with the feet. And he quickly got out and, and he's gone. He was still in shock. He said, I was parked there, but then I moved there. And, and everywhere he was pointing was where the tree was laying on the ground. He said, and he, he saw, you can tell he was in shock sharing this story. He said, he said, 
I, I was there, he's pointing to the tree, and, and then I moved for some reason, and then, and then I decided to move again, and, and then, I, then I moved again. I think he moved three times, he ended up in the fourth position, and um, he's having his little meal on his little gas cooker, and crack out of the tree, big, huge uh, gum tree, came down this big limb, and the wind... <laughs> I said, uh, you've got to pray, he's, this guy's, Tony, Tony, um, Tony, I said, you've got a praying grandmother? Uh, man, I, I just want to introduce the God factor straight up and just try. So why did you move three times? Help me with that. He said, I don't know. I, I just don't know, but I'm so thankful. So I was with my brother-in-law, he's unsaved, unchurched, and I, I just couldn't do too much there at that time. Oh, you got it, that's great. No, that van was way closer, and someone's taken, Andrew, I told you to get the firewood, someone's already taken it. The biggest piece of that limb's already gone, but he's parked further away now, so it was all closer and bigger, and, and, um, and I said to him, oh, I went down there the next day with some food, some C3 Cares food, and uh, I said, Mark, Mark, Tony, <laughs> sorry, Mark, <laughs> trying to live a an isolated life, and incognito, sorry, buddy. <laughs> um, and uh, <laughs> um, I said, I, I'm just trying to get my head around this story. I've shared it twice now. Um, look, I, I think you're just so favored. God's probably spoke to you. That's why you moved. He said, yeah, I really feel like that. He said, to be honest, um, you know, I, I used to be a, a youth leader back in the 80s. Um, I, I've served time in jail and uh, you know, I've got myself in all sorts. And, and I, I said, look, I just got this Why Jesus booklet. I've got some wheat bix I've got some other stuff. And, and uh, look, I, I just think if you give God half a chance, you know, God, God will really help you and intervene and, and bless you. He said, look, thanks a whole bunch. Thanks a whole bunch. But do you remember when I said this statement? I will accelerate time to accomplish my kingdom purpose through your life. Yesterday, I go down for my bushwalk again. I run into Tony and um, not the other guy. And, um, <laughs> and he said, you know what? It's really weird, man. Um, th- this, this guy came down the other day and, and he shared with me. He was on crack and he used to have a business. I actually knew the guy and had witness to the guy. I've got to be careful when I share details. He was running a successful computer repair shop. And, and two years ago when I went to see him, I, I knew he was, I just knew he was a troubled soul. Brilliant, um, brilliant technician, by the way, uh, for a particular brand. And, um, and, and I tried to witness to him then. Uh, and, and he mentions this guy's name. It's the guy. I said, that's unbelievable, Tony. Uh, so what happened? He said, well, he came over to me and he shared his tragic stories, lost his house, lost his family, lost everything. And he was down here just walking around. And so God used me to, uh, oh, he said, I gave him the Why Jesus booklet you gave me. I gave that to him. Said, this is awesome. And he said, and there was another guy. This guy's ministering more than I am now. And there was another guy and, and told me a tragic story about his life. Did, did I say something about that? Did I, did I say that God 
I will accelerate time to accomplish my kingdom purpose through your life. I just, it's like the seasons are going to be compressed. Say compressed. It's like the seasons of ordinary time of putting your seed in that somehow we're going to see a veritable harvest even before. The person who is sowing is going to be overtaken by the reaper and the reaper is going to be overtaken by the sower. God's going to mess with our seasons. He's going to compress your season. What does this mean? It implies a quick harvest. What took you years will take you days. What takes you days will take you minutes, Andrew. You love that? You're a wild sower. You're a wild sower. Because of the speed of favor. Two, it also implies that the seed time and harvest will be tripping over itself. You'll be sowing and then you'll be reaping. You'll be, you know, it'll be... So the Bible says in Genesis 8.22, as long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. Ecclesiastes 3.1 says, there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. Notice what he says in verse 2. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to uproot. There is a sowing time and a reaping time. Can I hear an amen? Seasons determine this. Anyone want their seed to accelerate in growth and harvest? Anyone? In these last days, God is going to release his favor for supernatural growth, but also, also for your protection. I love this stuff. Matthew, and again, a bit of a prophetic scenario, and it's true. Uh, Matthew 24, 22, if those days had not been cut short, no one would survive. But for the sake of the elect, these days will be shortened. Oh. Revelations 12, 12 says, Therefore rejoice, you heavens, you who dwell in them. But woe to the earth and the sea, because the devil has gone down to you. He is filled with fury, because he's, he knows that his time is short. The days were never shortened in the Old Testament. Only lengthened. Joshua, as the leader of Israelite, uh, the Israelites, as God uh, answered his prayer when he was fighting his enemies, and he said, I need a longer day to deal with these guys. Please, Lord, stop the sun. Stop the sun. And in effect, apparently, the earth stopped. It wasn't really the sun, but the earth stopped. And if the earth stopped, all the cosmos stopped. What sort of God do we serve that can do this stuff? That can lengthen days and the day, the, 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 it was not night for a whole 12 hours. So Joshua uh, ten thirteen. so the sun st- stood, stood still and the moon stopped till the nation avenged itself over its enemies. As it is written in the book of Jasha, the sun stopped in the middle of the sky and delayed going down about a full day. God stopped the rotation of the earth. I mean, you know what happens, you scientific people. What happens to gravity? We fly off the earth, apparently. The solar system, universe, it's amazing. If God can do that for Joshua, what can he do for you and I? Hezekiah, the good king that ruled over Judah, he did right in the eyes of the Lord, but still he needed favor for healing. He got this terrible disease. The sundial was backed up to lengthen the days as a sign to Hezekiah that he would lengthen his years, 15 years in fact. 
Isaiah 38, uh, verse 5, go and tell Hezekiah, this is what the Lord, the God of your father David says, I have heard your prayers and seen your tears. I will add 15 years to your life. He's heard your prayers. He's seen your tears. Do you love that? He's heard your prayers, church. Have you realized the days feel like they've been shortened? Apparently, scientists are telling there was an earthquake in Japan or somewhere, and since then, that the world was knocked off its axis and, and the days are shortened. God is going to compress time and make victories effortless or way easier. Do you get it? Illustration, I need, I need six guys. I need six guys up here. Um, let's get six guys up, up here. Thank you. Let's move this. Let's move this. Let's move this. Who wants some favor? I'm nearly done. I need six guys. People don't understand these scriptures still. They don't understand this scripture. Uh, I need a sower. I need a sower. I need a sower. I need a sower. There's six guys. I've got six guys. Awesome. You, you are the sower. You are the sower. All right. So start. So you've got a bag maybe. I'm going to help you. Uh, not that I'm any good at drama, but um, you're, the, you're, the, you're the worker. You're the worker. You may be doing a little bit of shovel work, you're the water man. You're the water man. You, you might want to do this, you're like you're a sprinkler or something. Yeah, you might want to do that. But he's not going to do that because we all know Doug. But you need, to, you need to water. You need to water. You need to weed. You need to weed. This is, I'm talking about the process of like a farmer. Any farmers in the house? This is how it happens. So, Josh, you are a weeder. You're pulling out the weeds. You're pulling out the weeds. You're pulling out the weeds. Andrew, you're, you just, this is amazing. This is prophetically amazing, Garth. Can you believe Andrew has chosen the role of waiting? Not doing anything, but waiting. He's just waiting. He's just waiting. He's just, man, if you know Andrew when you go camping with him. Anyway, he's learning. He's getting there. He's getting better. And uh, he's just waiting. This guy is the reaper, not the grim reaper. He is the reaper. He is the reaper, all right? So I've got my sower. I've got my sower. I've got my worker. I've got my worker. I've got my weeder. I've got my weeder. I've got my, whoa, what are you? The weeder, sorry. Let's do this again. I've got my sower. Yeah, you. These guys. I knew I was in trouble at the start. You're my sower, right? You're my worker. So fitting because he's just come out of a church serving that church faithfully as a servant of the Lord for how many years? 17. 17 years. Give this guy a hand clap. He was frank in a church in Sydney doing everything and he's having a rest. You're the worker. You are the waterer. You are the weeder. You are the waiting. You're waiting, man. And you are the, now enact your, enact your stuff, please. You're the reaper. You're the reaper. Everyone do what they're supposed to do. Go, enact it. Just show these people. That's the process. That's the seasons. But we're coming into a season of favor where God is compressing the seasons. I'm going to take out this guy, the worker. I'm going to take him out. Thank you very much. I'm going to take you out. Thank you very much. I'm going to take you out. Thank you very much. I'm going to take you out. Thank you very much. And I'm going to join these two guys. Come on over. And you guys, you're going to reap and you're going to sow. Do it. And, and that's it. That's, uh, that's what you want. Thank you, guys. 
That's what you want, is it? That's what you want. Who wants some favor? Let's look at some of the benefits of the speed of favor. I'm nearly done. You can do this the hard way, but you can do it God's way. One day with the favor of God is better than a thousand days of labor. A thousand days of labor will be superseded by one day of favor. Number one, favor produces supernatural increase and promotion. Genesis 29, uh, 39, 21, and I proclaim this over you. When Isaiah 61 says, proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, I'm doing that right now. I proclaim over you, favor over your seed, favor over your seasons, favor over your life to be favored in every line and every situation with your home purchases and your babies and your health and, and your breakthroughs that you need, favor in Jesus' name. I break off that season of barrenness. I break it off your life now. So here we go. One, favor produces supernatural increase and promotion. Genesis 39, 21. You just might want to jot these scriptures down. We won't put them up. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy, and he gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. Who wants favor? Come on. We got to have favor out there in the marketplace. Two, favor produces restoration from everything the enemy stole from you. Have you got any stuff that the enemy stole from you? Your faith, your hope, your love, your joy, whatever's been stolen from you. Is, uh, Exodus 3.21 says, and I will give you this people favor, all from the King James Version, by the way, favor in the sight of the Egyptians. And it shall be when you go that you shall not go empty-handed. Three, favor produces honor in the midst of your adversaries. Exodus 11.3, and the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. Moreover, the man Moses was very great in the land of Egypt, in the sight of Pharaoh's servants, and in the sight of the people. You're getting something from this, friends? Favor produces increased assets, especially in the area of property and real estate. Who wants it? Put your hand up right now. Deuteronomy 33.23. And of Nephtali, that was one of the tribes of Israel, he said, of Nephtali, satisfied with favor and full of the blessings of the Lord, possess the west and the south. Amen. Love this stuff. Five, favor produces great victories in the midst of great impossibilities. Is that five? Favor allows you to receive recognition even when you're the least of all. I don't know what he's done, but favor... Favor allows you to receive recognition even when you, you're the least of all the candidates. You skip one, that's all right. 1 Samuel 16.22. 1 Samuel 16.22 says, Then Saul sent to Jesse saying, Please let David stand before me, for he has found favor in my sight. You and your children, your grandchildren, are going to find favor in the Lord, wherever they stand. Seven, favor allows you to receive prominence. Is it seven? Six, uh, he's missed one. That's all right, let's move on. Favor allows you to receive prominence and preferential treatment. Esther 2.9. Say Esther 2.9. Now the young woman pleased him and she obtained his favor. So he readily gave beauty, prep and goes on. She got favor, I haven't got time to go into it. Uh, 
Esther 2.17, the king loved Esther more than the other women, and she obtained grace and favor in his sight more than the others. I'm loving this, you? Favor produces petitions granted even by ungodly civil authorities. Those speeding fines, parking tickets, I don't know. Uh, if, you th- if you feel that... Yeah, no, I need one of those. I think, man, I'm doing well. I, I, I've, only, I've only lost one point. <laughs> Favor produces petitions. So this is the story of Esther 5.8 says... If you found favor in the sight of the king, and if it pleases the king to grant my petition and fulfill my request, then let the king and Haman come to the banquet which I prepare. Haman was trying to take out the Jews, you remember. And tomorrow I will do as the king has said. Favor produces policies, rules. Favor causes policies, rules, regulations, and laws even to be changed and reversed to your advantage. Esther 8.5, Esther 8.5, if you found favor in the sight of the king, and if it pleases the king to grant my petition, I said that, and fulfill my requests. All right, lastly, favor will produce battles won for those that don't even have to fight, because God will fight for you. Psalm 44, verse 3, someone needs this, for they do not gain possession of the land by their own sword, they do not gain possession of their best health by their own ingenuity. They do not gain their best, best position in life because of their own ingenuity and own power, but it is the Lord. Uh, but it was your right hand, your arm, and the light of your countenance because you favored them. Father, we see many uh, examples of accelerated favor in the Bible you know, Elijah outran the chariot when the favor of God came up, come upon him. Lord, we just pray for that manifested power. Just close your eyes for a moment. Lord, we pray for that manifested power that came upon your people to attract the favor of God, to bypass even the seasons, to compress the seasons. And the speed of favor came upon them. I'm talking about the speed of favor is going to manifest in your life, in your time, and it will be revealed. Friend, I pray for you today that you will know your favored moments when they stand before you. Yes, these are the final days of time. With every ticking of the clock, we are brought closer to the Savior's return. God's unprecedented favor, the Amos 9.13 paradigm is being released to accomplish his purpose and work on the earth. His favor is marching with steady cadence of purpose and destiny and your name is written all over it as you abide in close relationship with God and trust his word. The sky cannot limit what he can do and through your life. I'm telling you by the spirit of the Lord, favor is yours now and you have been blessed with fast-paced provision of the Lord. There's no speed limits in God. There's the speed of light, the speed of sound, but there's the speed of favor. Father, I'm praying, like Jeremiah said, his chariots are like whirlwinds. His horses are swifter than eagles. Lord, I pray for the life of the speed of favor. Meanwhile, the, sc- the sky grew black and with clouds. So let's, let's really back it up and say, Elijah said to Ahab, go eat and drink, for there is the sound of heavy rain. There's a move of God on the planet. So many unbelievers are asking questions. 
I was at the dentist and I've got my mouth opened up with, you know, all these contraptions. And the lady's asking me such good questions about the church. And you know how frustrating it is. So Ahab went off to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed to the top of Carmel. We've been to Carmel, Julie and I bent down to the ground and put his face between his knees. Go look toward the sea, he told his servant. And he went up and looked. There is nothing there, he said. A lot of people saying, why are you talking about the last days? Why are you talking about the speed of favor? Why are you talking about a great harvest? Let's just do steady church. Can I tell you, friend, we are involved in a great, wonderful drama called the kingdom of God invading this earth. The first will be last. The last will be first. My friend Tony witnessed to two people this week, broken down, no teeth, no accommodation. Witnessed to two people because the favor of God helped him avert disaster and God had a work for him to do down on the river maybe we're just being too clever maybe we've been too fashionably hip as Christians maybe we need to get unbridled and try and witness to the hygiene nurse even when your mouth is full of foam and instruments. Maybe God will give us the ability to transcend these difficulties. Favor will come upon you. Maybe you haven't. Maybe you're not totally set free yet, but God will set you free. And that's another thing happening on the earth. People are getting, one great evangelist in America saving thousands of people all decade now. He said, I saw him get interviewed on Sid Roth and he said, something's, something's happening. What, what do you, Sid says, what do you mean? He says, people are getting saved in great numbers, but they're coming to the altar and they, then they are being powerfully blessed, touched, delivered set free I've never seen days like this it's like the Lord is doing a quick work to resurrect his church to get his people on fire so that they can hit the road running like Tony down in the river in his van he's, he's ready he's done some church he probably knows enough about God he had his Why Jesus booklet he was ready he was ready to minister to the broken. God is compressing the seasons. He hasn't been to Bible college, although Bible college is good. Go back. The seventh time the servant reported, go back. He keeps saying, go back. Look again. Look again. Look for your calling. Look for your destiny. Look again. Look for your healing. Look for your salvation. And he went up and looked and there was nothing. But then he said after seven times, the Lord said, go back again. The seventh time the servant reported, a cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. Just a glimpse. Maybe you got a glimpse of glory this morning. Just one glimpse of you. You'll never be the same again. Maybe you got it through the worship. Maybe you got it through the communion. Just one glimpse of his glory. 
and you'll never be the same again. Cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. So Elijah said, go and tell Ahab, hitch up your chariot, go down before the rain stops you. Meanwhile, the sky grew black with clouds. The wind rose, a heavy rain started falling, a move of God, and Ahab rode off to Jezreel. The power of the Lord came upon Elijah and tucking his cloak into his belt, he ran ahead of Ahab all the way to Jezreel. Close your eyes just for a moment. Maybe you're sitting in the house and you just feel this message spoke to you and you believe that the Lord is speaking to you to resurrect your expectancy, your faith. I declare resurrection power to your faith, to your hope, to your love in Christ. I believe the speed of favor is upon you. I believe you're going to transcend the, the seasons, the normal seasons of what it takes to get to, to acquire or, or to possess or to break through into. You will transcend the normal process of seasons and time. And, and that which you sow, you will reap a harvest in, in an accelerated time frame. I declare this and believe it with all my heart that we have entered into a season of unprecedented favor, breakthrough, accelerated blessings. Father, I'm thanking you, God, that, Lord, we can believe for healing and breakthrough in an instant. And I'm just praying for that right now. Here are the people we want to pray for. Our time is gone, but we're going to open up the altar. When I open up the altar, come quickly. Come quickly to the altar. We're going to pray for healing to your body, salvation to your soul. We're going to pray all that you've sown all the years. If you're a long-term Christian and you feel disappointed, dejected, down and out, you just feel like you're just not seeing the breakthroughs, we're going to pray for you. We're going to get the prayer team out here. So everyone just stand up right now. Father, we just open up the altar right now. People that need homes, people that need babies, people that need husbands and wives, people that need healing, people that need breakthrough in their mental health, breakthrough in their life. I pray the spirit of favor is on this house to see people broken through into a realm of prosperity, a realm of recovery, a realm of blessing where they can actually take that recovery, take that blessing and give it away. Just say this after me, Lord Jesus, I come under your mighty right hand of favor to transcend every difficulty every sin, every despondency of life, every depression, all anxiety, lethargy, doubt, unbelief, and I pray it off my life by the favor of God. I'm the apple of His eye, I'm a child of God, he loves me. His countenance of goodness is towards me, is smiling at me, is blessing me, is reviving me, is saving me, is anointing me, is reviving me, is holding me dear. Oh God, my God, my God, wrap me up in your favor. Wrap me up in your favor, Lord. All right.
say free, come on out. Our prayer team will come and they'll pray for you for salvation. They'll pray for favour. They'll pray for breakthrough. They'll pray for healing. Whatever your need is, we've got a window of opportunity. But I certainly believe that we have a moment. Oh, I can feel that. I can feel the Spirit of God right now. All right, all right. Are you ready? Are you ready? This anointing is on fire. The altar is where you are altered for good and for God. The altar is where we meet with God. It's a symbolic place where we lay our burdens down. Beauty for ashes. Sin for salvation. Disease for health. Sadness, joy. Recovery of sight. Release the oppressed. Preach the acceptable year of the Lord. The favor of God is upon you, my friend. We're in the greatest days of this planet. There is a harvest of souls like we have never seen before. Father God, say this prayer after me. The Bible says if you believe in your heart that Jesus walked the earth, died on the cross, rose on the third day, lives at the right hand of the Father. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you are saved. Can you just say saved with me? Saved. Say this prayer. Here we go. It's a prayer of salvation. Father God, I believe in your son, Jesus. I believe he walked the earth, performed miracles, died on the cross for my sin, rose on the third day, lives at the right hand of the Father in heaven, is interceding for me. Let's say like this, is praying for me. Lord Jesus, forgive me of all my sin. Forgive me of all my sin. Wash me clean. Set me free. Come to live in my heart. Empower me with your spirit. Enable me with great faith, great hope, and great love to transcend every difficulty in my life. Jesus, I give you my life. I belong to you. I trust in you. I abide in you. I abide in your presence from this day forward. I'm born again. I'm saved, bound for heaven. But in the meantime, Lord, bless my soul. Bless my body. Bless my heart. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.